0: And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, presented by BetMGM.
1: Hey, hello, good evening. Brandon Sprague here. Back to the Futures back again. You're on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app with my great co-host Lucy Burge of the Daily Boost podcast on the BetQL and the BetQL family member. Uh, Lucy, good evening. Happy non-Super Bowl weekend. Uh, That is obviously going to be a week from now, and we're going to get to uh, some of our picks for that stuff coming up. Uh, But I wanted to start uh, with a couple things here. Two questions. One, is it appropriate to still have your Christmas tree up? And two, is Tom Brady going to actually stay retired? Because I feel like these are two questions only you would know the answers to.
2: Go, good evening, Sprague. So, those are two wonderful questions because so much has happened this week. Christmas tree wise, only if you are my parents, do you still have your Christmas tree up, would be uh, my answer to that. Because I arrived home to my parents' house just to, for a visit and uh, saw when I, I walked into the dinner table, not, I was hours after I got there, and I was like, wait, the Christmas tree's still up? What is going on here? I was thrown off by this because I thought, wait, I'm right back to like Christmas time right now. And it's almost Valentine's day. And I was like, wait, wait, it's so late. This is so late. What are you doing? And my mom was just like, well, we like it. She was like, I just like having it up. All the decorations are off of it. They took the decorations down, didn't take the tree down. The lights are still on it. It was just a very, I mean, just sat there having dinner with the Christmas tree still. And it was like, oh, uh, okay. The Christmas tree is still here, but it is February 5th and the Christmas tree is still there. And one time Hmm. joked with somebody, that you can keep your Christmas tree up until Valentine's Day, like as a joke. And that might actually end up happening for my parents. So that was a, a revelation I uh, found out this weekend. So good for them that they they like the, the tree. My mom was like, oh, it's a, it was a good tree. Why don't we keep it up? And I'm like, all right. The, the bristle, it's all falling apart. And it's going to start fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's going to be fine. They're fine. But on the uh, Tom Brady situation, Tom Brady is done playing football. He has retired. And uh, he will stay retired. I, I know mm. for a fact he will stay retired. There is no way. Okay. he is. If he comes back from retirement, he is going to be a joke. And he doesn't want to be a joke. I know 80 for Brady is like a joke. But he doesn't want to be a He would be like Ross and friends, divorced three times. You don't want to be the guy who does this three times now. So he is done. Right. He's not coming back. And that's just, he can't, he cannot, if he comes, if he is, if he comes out of retirement, I am done with Tom Brady.
1: Okay. I believe that was, let me ask you very quickly. (laughs) Yes, it was. I I have, we got a lot to get to tonight, but I got to sort this out real quick. So you find out your parents still have their Christmas tree up and like, you just, you're okay with them doing that. And you don't walk away throwing that thing in the backyard or telling them to stop being lazy.
2: Yeah, I was okay. like, okay, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like they do. They're doing this by choice. Like they could easily just do it. So laziness. I don't know. But it, it's they're also dead. not like right. It, it's right. A dead tree. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. I think the lights make it look alive. It's all in the presentation. But I think it's just like they just I, yeah, like okay. it, and I think it's just like All my right. dad could do it like in two seconds, but <laughs> i I would do it personally, but I don't want to disrupt the dinner yeah. like it's a it's like okay. could, you do you, you just do you okay. I think there might be a couple of presents still under it to give like food baskets and stuff that we got, but I don't know it's 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 just a prolonging the holiday, I think Valentine's Day will stretch to Easter. It's just you know keep yep. keep things going.
1: All right, spring break with a Christmas tree at the Birdhouse. house. I like that. Uh, and then also, you said it'd be a joke. I, do you really think people would view it as a joke if he unretired and came and played for the 49ers? Because I I think people would just go, yeah, that's a really good situation. Ugh. You can't pass that up.
2: I would be – I personally would be very sick of him. And I'm almost to that point now, just days and days I don't buy like, that. I don't buy uh, that. If he came back at, no, – You're too, you're too after, big of a fan. You're too big of a ugh. fan. After watching you're too him too committed. I committed, but after watching him last season, he wasn't ha- – I mean, maybe he would have fun with the 49ers. His team wasn't
1: just- very good.
2: Yeah, but it le- he left on such – well, okay, I say he left on such a sour note. Maybe that's why he would come back. But if he uh, mm-hmm. if he came to play for the 49ers spring, you'd be happy about that.
1: Okay, all right. Would well, you be? are right. I would be. Yeah. Yeah. I think any team that needs a quarterback like them would be ecstatic if they get Tom Brady. Can you imagine?
2: Can you imagine? He posted. He posted 200 at least Instagram stories that day of photos throughout his career. One selfie with Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick, which still blows my mind. He is not doing that again. He, this is it. If he does it again. Okay. And because it comes out of retirement, then he's going to do it. It's like Frances's goodbye tour. And then he comes back. Like, there's no way there is no way that Brady goes through all of this. Robert Kraft on CNN saying he, he should sign a one day contract with the Patriots. And well, what if he goes to sign that one day contract? And he's like, actually this contract is for another year. And he comes back with the Patriots. Um, Maybe. But I think all these things are now moving in effect to, like, okay, statues, Tom Brady Day, Tom Brady, uh, like, signing a one-day contract. Like, things are now moving into place. He's posting story after story of Brady brand and 80 for Brady, and he's got all these ventures that if he comes back to football – it would just look so stupid. He would look so stupid if he came back and then it would never take him seriously because already the second after he posted that people are already saying, Oh, until uh, the 49ers come calling until three months from now. And I, I was like, no, he can't do that. And that would happen mm-hmm. again. If he retired in a year again, people would be sick of it. And he it's run its course. He is out of retirement. That's it. Yeah. If he comes out of retirement, yeah. he's got to pray for the rest of his life. Cause that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing another Brady retirement. No, thank you.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I don't buy it, but we'll move on from that because I actually have another story that I want to confront with you at the end of the show. Uh, we'll move on from your Christmas tree at your parents' house and Tom Brady's sudden retirement to the big story of the day. And that was Kyrie Irving. Uh, he requested a trade just on Friday you know, afternoon, Friday evening, and it took the world by storm. It surprised everybody. The Nets, had, had they've had a good year. And even though they've been struggling without Kevin Durant, Kyrie's, you know, been relatively consistent. He's playing, which is a big thing for him. And on Friday, he requested a trade. Today, the Mavericks uh, obliged and and gave him his trade. They have traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. In return, the Nets will get Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, the 2027 second-round pick, a 2029 first-round pick unprotected, and a 2029 second-round pick. Uh, Kyrie has already sent messages through media members. He's ecstatic to play. He was also quoted saying he was ecstatic to play in Boston and ecstatic to play in Brooklyn. Uh, So people are starting to point to some consistencies going on here with Kyrie. But the Mavericks are all in. There's no guarantee they're going to sign him to a contract at the end of the year. So they've traded all these assets to maybe have Kyrie Irving uh, for the final couple months and to see what they can do in the postseason with Kyrie Irving getting paired uh, with Luka Doncic your impressions of the trade
2: where to begin Sprague, because i looked at this my first thought was mark cuban and having watched a ton of shark tank i i know mark cuban is not an idiot he is a very smart businessman he's mm-hmm. not going to enter into a business deal that he doesn't think the he knows the risk is the reward is greater than the risk in a deal like this, so he must see something where Kyrie will not pull any of these nonsense shenanigans with the Mavericks. But you can't, you just cannot trust Kyrie. But I think of that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I guess trust Mark Cuban here. Luca's having an MVP caliber season. Kyrie could help him yes, out he there. Mm-hmm. So I think good for the Mavericks. But I would never sign Kyrie Irving to my team. He is just a time bomb. He blows it up everywhere he goes. And I, I just would not trust like would you Sprague would you if you had a team team sign Kyrie Irving to your team?
1: Uh, no, there is no world that I would live in where me being who I am and knowing what I know, I, there's no way I, I would want to build with Kyrie. and what? And I know that like there was there's a report out there earlier, I, I, it might have been from Haynes or it might have been Mark Stein uh, that basically they traded for Kyrie. Not even 100% committed to offering him the contract he will be seeking this summer. So they 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 traded three draft picks, one of which is in 2029, which in this league is an eternity from now. <laughs> and it's unprotected. There is a world that exists where Luka gives us another couple years, abandons this ship because he wants to go win, and Dallas is left with what? Bad draft or I mean, good draft positioning in the acquiring of a young asset, but bad draft positioning in the, you had a bad season and Brooklyn's going to get that pick. Um, So those are things you have to consider when you talk about these kinds of deals. They went with Dallas, I think, because Kyrie wants to go play for Nico Harrison, who is the general manager of the Mavericks. He was a longtime Nike executive and he worked very closely with Kyrie Irving. So there was a, there was a natural relationship there. And plus, you get to get paired with Luca. Like a lot of the Laker chatter was out there because he had played with LeBron. Well, who game wise and stylistically is close to LeBron? It's Luca, a six eight, you know, forward guard leading player who can handle the rock, distribute, and work with Kyrie in that sense. And so I think he's just viewing it as I get to work with younger Luca. And if it doesn't work, the Lakers are going to have upwards of twenty five million in cap space. And who's going to be desperate enough to offer Kyrie Irving a contract? A team with LeBron James, who's aging, and Anthony Davis, who we never know how long he's going to stay healthy. So I get why these teams did these deals, but no, Lucy, there is no world I would live in where I would want to build with Kyrie Irving
2: no way after especially after seeing him in boston and what he did here because he just i mean he promised he'd stay and then you just can't trust him the lebron aspect Mm -hmm. of this is also very interesting because he was of course asked about this and if Kyrie would improve the lakers and lebron said duh and then today lebron tweets maybe it's me which is very interesting because and ironic almost because that's what Kyrie should be saying to himself he every team mm-hmm. he he goes to he has an issue with, and it's kind of like when if you always hate your roommates or a bunch, like you hate things that you keep going from place to place and you have problems with everything you might be the problem. So Kyrie, yeah. we know he is the problem, but he should be saying maybe it's me, maybe I'm the one that's blowing up these teams and not blowing up teams, but my position with these teams and my antics are the problem. There is something about the Celtics. That gets to him in a sense that after the Nets lost to the Celtics, his quotes about the Celtics are a team that wants to win. You can see that they are an NBA finals team. We are getting there, but we're not that. T-. He probably saw the Celtics and thought that's the kind of team I should be on and the Nets are not that. And I want to get out of here. Yeah. Like he, I feel mm-hmm. like that turned things in a more intense way for him. And something about Boston, he stomped on Lucky on the court. He's saging TD Garden years ago. He he was a disaster at the end. And then suddenly, I think his, his life is like hell-bent on revenge against Boston or the Celtics. Mav celtics finals. I need I, uh, it. I need, yeah. I need it.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, the only thing
1: I would say, though, is a non-Celtic and Maverick fan this is like an NBA fan. Like I've, I've kind of already gotten the Kyrie Boston thing enough, like the regular season he's been there plenty of times. Um, I, I feel like that's kind of run its course. I mean, I I'm also saying this selfishly because I have a different NBA finals ticket in my, mm, yes. in my account. <laughs> and I don't want, I don't want the Celtics to get to the finals for certain gambling purposes. But I, I think a lot of this is more just, I don't know. I, I think the tough thing with Kyrie is, he says all of these things at every stop. With LeBron, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a great partnership. We should be doing this for years. And then instantly he's like, I'm unhappy. I want out. Then he goes to Boston. Go, okay, here we go. Boston with a young core and Kyrie. He's there for a couple of years. Boom, I want out. He gets traded to – he goes to the Nets with Kevin Durant. I mean, he got Kevin Durant to leave Steph Curry. And now back-to-back years, he's like, boom, I want out. He's just a dude I think that's lost. I don't think he knows yes. himself. I think he's on this journey of getting to know himself. I think what you get with that is this, these inconsistencies of commitment. It's interesting because the Nets chose to trade him to Dallas. Uh, Chris Haynes was reporting the Nets had the Lakers' two first-round draft picks, their coveted assets, 2027 and 2029. Those would be huge. And then also the Phoenix Suns offered Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and unprotected picks. You can make an argument Chris Paul isn't what he is in name recognition anymore, and Jay Crowder is a little older. But those appear to be pretty good deals. But for whatever reason, Brooklyn chose to trade him to Dallas. And so we'll see. Maybe this is taking advantage of a team like Dallas who's desperate, knowing that he probably wants to go to the Lakers so he won't sign with Dallas. So Dallas gives up all these assets just for a three-month rental. But I, I just I, I think this is more about Kyrie continuing to be Kyrie. And not being able to trust that is absolutely, I think, where most people are but you get desperate teams in this league and there's Luca, there's Dallas, the roster's not good enough. We need a superstar. And so that's kind of Mark Cuban and Nico Harris is thinking going into that thing.
2: No, for sure. And was there maybe a desperate aspect to the Nets wanting to unload Kyrie and just be done with all of this? And like, okay, let's we're we're done with with you missing time because of the vaccine and playing part time. And then you just just going to like your sister's birthday party and not telling us where you are and things like his all his off the court things, the anti-Semitism stuff. And it's just like we're done. We don't want to be associated with you anymore. Goodbye. Like, maybe there was a desperate aspect there where they're like, finally, there's a way out. We don't have to be the ones to get rid of him. He can just go. And maybe they were a little relieved about that.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I think there's a big relief for them in Boston or, I mean, in Brooklyn. But what's funny, and I'll say this because I'll carry carry something over here. It, It involves the odds. What's funny about it is the report was Kyrie instantly requested a trade. Teams were calling Brooklyn on Kevin Durant's availability. Which exactly. I think speaks volumes of what most of the league is thinking in that situation rather than Kyrie Irving. What does Kyrie's value to the Dallas Mavericks title odds mean? And our Super Bowl picks. We run through some Super Bowl stuff as well. Loaded show. Back to the Futures. Back with more on the back to network.
0: Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Start your day with a daily tip presented by bet MGM featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea messenger on the bet QL network. When you think you have an advantage, just remember the number is the number for a reason because the books are no idiots. They know exactly what they're doing. So always remember the number is there for a reason. And the number is the number. You always have to take that into account. When you think you have some sort of significant advantage and maybe you do, but for the most part, when I see this much movement and books that are generally extremely sharp in the nfl it makes me worry when everyone is on one side and you do make a very good point too is that not everyone got chiefs minus one minus two or eagles plus one and a half plus two it people got it at different numbers but i do think when you're talking about a game this big this sort of line movement is fascinating the daily tip weekday morning six to nine eastern on the BetQL network
2: always live on the free odyssey app
0: Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. If you're concerned about the Eagles in the Super Bowl
1: based on that performance, I'm not mad at you. I understand. They they did win the NFC Championship with 3.8 yards per play. They didn't do much, and Hurts did not look good passing.
0: Hurts is not healthy. I mean, that's going to be the number one story. There's a lot of, you know, drama stuff. Oh, Kelsey, Andy Reid. You know, all that stuff's going to be out there. Number one story is Mahomes Health help That's it. Did you see the, that, that's what, on the, the last touchdown drive they had when he
1: scored? Mm-hmm. He ran it in, right? He sneaked it in. He had like the 15 yes. over on the left side and he got up and I thought it was a little cheap shot by the Niners end of that play. He was he was going down to the ground. One guy just like flew in there and he got up and he looked like he was in pain. He's hurt. They're, both these quarterbacks are
0: banged up. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented, presented by, by BetMGM. MGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. <laughs>
2: Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Sports betters wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on the BetQL Network. Hurdy's injury opened the door for Trey Lance to earn back the starting job next season.
2: I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be looking at some other options at quarterback other than Trey
0: Lance with Brock Purdy out for the entire year. I think there's some potential sunset
1: quarterbacks
2: on their last leg. They're on their last paragraph of their last chapter, like Tom Brady, who you could say, one year? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that. Look at somebody that maybe you can find some value. I would not go to Trey Lance. We saw, what, four games of him before he hurt himself? It was not good. It wasn't good. His pocket awareness. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just overreacting to him not being good right away. But when Mr. Irrelevant comes in and steps in this way, why why do we jump up and take this guy?
0: Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network.
2: <gasps> Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. I am one of the two
1: co-hosts on this show, Brandon Sprague, out here. I host a radio show on 1080 The Fan, Monday through Friday mornings. And of course, Lucy Burge, the Daily Boost podcast, and you can find her on all our great shows on the BetQL Network, uh, and obviously my host here at Lucille Burge on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Give her a follow, Lucy. We have uh, a lot to get to. We need to dive into football. Um, we've got to get to our Super Bowl stuff. We've got to get to some prop bets that we're kind of looking at. Uh, but I want to I want to bring the Kyrie Irving Dallas Mavericks conversation back around real quick. I want to give listeners an update on title odds and did Kyrie change the title odds of the Dallas Mavericks by getting traded there. And according to this, this is the effect on the market that we got. Um, The Mavericks received a boost to the title odds at BetMGM. They have now at plus 1200 to win the championship, which is the eighth best in the league. They were plus 2,500 prior to the trade. So the nets who obviously they lose Kyrie, they got some big holes on their roster. Their, their odds actually didn't, change much the nets are at plus 2200 to win the championship this season and they were tied for the 12th best odds with the pelicans uh but there was a a a bit of a boost in the positive direction for the dallas mavericks to win the championship i want to ask you did did Kyrie change how you feel about the mavericks despite what the odd changes were does he does he change how you feel about betting on dallas and their futures
2: Yeah, because I think maybe it's a smarter bet now to bet on them to win the finals. Because this, I mean, it could happen. Really? Think about the story that would be. Because I do think the Celtics will get to the finals or I have them to win the East. I have a future on them to win the East. But also get to the finals, win the finals. But can you imagine now, this is thrown in there and Kyrie goes to Dallas Dallas gets to the finals against the Celtics, and then they Kyrie could beat them. I mean, I think they have a much better chance now to get to the finals. And with Luca and Kyrie together, I maybe Kyrie doesn't mess this up. You literally never know though, because Kyrie could wake up one day and choose chaos and completely derail everything. And that's why again, I don't trust him, and I think we all don't trust him. But if he keeps it together, I think the Mavericks have a real shot here to get to the finals and possibly win it now. I mean, the the odd changes it's telling um, because Kyrie, the, the thing that infuriates me about Kyrie, one of the many things is that he is a good basketball player because it would just be so nice to just completely disregard Kyrie and say, you know what? You can just go, but he is good. So he sticks around and there's it always goes back to that. when it's like, Oh, I don't like Kyrie, but he's a good player. So it's just that I, that's the aspect that I just hate so much, but he's a good player. So look at the odds change. I think there's a real shot. The Mavericks could do it this season. Uh,
1: So, you know, it, they're telling us in Chicago it reopened at plus 800, fell to plus 1,200 in another book. So it's interesting oh, wow. to see kind of like the way the landscape has shifted a little bit with Kyrie. Here are the Western Conference in-order odds. The Nuggets have the best odds of any team in the West at plus 700. The Warriors are at plus 1,000. Uh, then you got Grizzlies at plus 1,000, Clippers at plus 1,000, and the Mavericks uh, right now. These are updated at plus 1,400, followed by the Suns. So there you go. I mean, they're they're not even in the top three of the West. And honestly, I don't don't know if the odds changes impact me whatsoever. I I, kind of thought going into it, even without Kyrie, Dallas is worth a flyer. And that's not a Kyrie thing. That's a Luka thing. And Mm. I I think if if we're going to talk about how much Kyrie changes it, he doesn't change it much for me. I mean, I know he's a good player, but he can't stay healthy. He does have a problem staying healthy. Um, and he's kind of got these personality problems where he becomes a recluse or he kind of aggravates his teammates. And I just, I, I don't think that's going to change anything for me. If anything, it hurts him. Plus, the Nuggets, who don't play a great defense, they're tough. Warriors, I mean, we can't count them out, but Steph's hurt now. They've got this mixture of doing it with some young dudes and their vets. The Grizzlies, I, I don't annoy the Grizzlies anything. They act like they've won two championships, they won't squat. And I think Dylan Brooks is a stain on what they are as a team and the Clippers. I mean, you're also asking me to trust the L.A. Clippers, and that's been difficult. That's why the Mavericks could be a good bet. But to me, it had nothing to do with Kyrie. I actually thought it was better to bet the Mavericks pre-Kyrie for the better odds because Luka is so damn talented. Um, Will you lay any money? I'll ask you finally. I'll ask you finally. Will you lay any money on the Mavs?
2: I probably won't just out of spite just because I don't like Kyrie. I probably – I'm rooting for them not – well, I that's tough now because, like, I'm rooting for Luca, But Kyrie – the reason, too, I think they have a real shot and maybe I will lay money, maybe a dollar, maybe my signature dollar I will put on them. One of the things <laughs> he said after that Celtics game was that the Celtics play with a chip on their shoulder – And I think he sees that and he's thinking maybe I have a chip on my shoulder too. I should be playing up to this caliber and maybe that chip on his shoulder will really come through and he can lead, he and Luca can lead the Mavericks to the Mm -hmm. finals. Um, So I, I think it is more possible now than it was yesterday for them to do this because of Kyrie.
1: Let's, uh, let's shift. We'll move from the Kyrie stuff. We talked a lot about Kyrie. He's been traded to Dallas. We'll see what that is. He's going to make his debut with the Mavericks on Wednesday. But uh, I, I want to get to some NFL stuff. We got some NFL news and notes that happen. We'll get to our Super Bowl picks. We'll wrap the show with that stuff uh, to talk about it. I, I, I want to start with the big news. Sean Payton, this week, Lucy chose to become the new head coach uh, of the Denver Broncos. There's a report. It's about a five-year deal. Somewhere in the range of 17 to $20 million. So, Sean Payton, you knew was going to get paid. Uh, Broncos right now are 28-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. If you have any interest, I'll get to some Super Bowl odds for next year an all too early look. And I think the Eagles winning this would change some of this a little bit. So, we'll give you an early look before the Super Bowl. But, Sean Payton to Denver. What does that do for you, Lucy Burge, for the Denver Broncos and what they could be in the future?
2: Eh not a whole lot. I, know, I can't really get it up for this move, but the, I can't more, get it I, up. I feel you can't like get it
1: up for this
2: move. I can't. It's like, okay. I don't wow. know if the Broncos can the Broncos, is it really going to be that move. big of a yeah, total limp move? It's like, are they really going to change that much? Because of Sean Payton, I don't know. I think he's doing more things so that Kevin James can have more movies to to be in. Because that's what I think of when I see this. I'm like, Wow,
1: you don't like Sean Payton as a coach, is what I'm learning. He's fine.
2: He's fine. But I think maybe is he's he looking? Fine? At, he's fine. He's you know it's okay. But he he's looking at coach of the year. Wow. So if I turn this team around, I will win coach of the year next year. No, it's it's a it's a fine move. Um, but wow. I mean, can he can he turn the Broncos around? And I, I don't know. I don't really see it happening.
1: Really? Is that okay, so okay. So Sean Payton to Denver, as Zach says in the chat, probably the best move they could have possibly made. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I, I you know what's funny is I'm giving you some crap here because you call it a limp move. I don't know if I go quite that far, but I kind of feel what you're putting down. I, I, I have found the Sean Payton stuff um he's good, but like I think he won a Super Bowl early and we just assume He's the best coach in the NFL. And I, I, or, you know, he's in that conversation. I don't know if I'm, if I'm there with him. Uh, they had some pretty good teams in New Orleans at the end. And I, I always kind of thought they, they kind of underwhelmed. Um, and he did the Taysom Hill stuff, which I thought was weird. And now he's going to go to Denver. He's getting paid. Like his hand's going to be in probably some more cookie jars. And
2: mm-hmm. then you got the
1: Russell Wilson factor. It's funny. Exactly. Like I'm <laughs> reacting this way to you, but I'm talking this out and I'm like, was this a limp move? I don't know if I'd say is, limp is move, he, but.
2: Would it have been a better move to move on from Russell Wilson somehow? I mean, it is. It, can he really take Russell Wilson and turn this team around? Let's Broncos country, let's yeah, ride. I, I is just, he going to do one of those and hype him up? I, I don't. Well, I'm in like, that, okay, in that
1: division too. Like, how about the division, Lucy? You got Turbert and the Chargers who mm-hmm. just, hi- I thought they made a great hire in Kellen Moore. Um, mm-hmm. Then you got, obviously, you got team might win the Super Bowl for the second time in five years in uh, Kansas City, they're not going anywhere. They'll probably get better somehow. And, you know, I don't I don't know what the Raiders, I don't know what to make of the Raiders. So, not a lot of hope for me with the Raiders, maybe they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, like, those two teams are in front of you, and they got elite quarterback play, and I don't know if I'm going to get elite quarterback play from Russell anymore.
2: No, that's a big thing. I mean, can he take a team led by Russell Wilson and turn it around? I don't see it happening. I don't think he's going to be the difference maker there. So that's why I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't really see that moving the needle at all. For the Broncos next season. Like, all right, that, that well, happened. Not, That's let me, fine. Let me add
1: this. Yeah, let me let me add to that too. So you you might not like this, but one big red flag for a team for me this year was New England. I, I didn't I never view New England no, ever consider New England <laughs> or their division or a conference championship. And I think some people kind of talk themselves into this, especially in your parts, your part of the country. Because obviously it's it's all time stuff. It's historic. He is the GOAT. That is, I can't argue with it. He's the he's the greatest coach of all time. To do that is remarkable. But I my big red flag was, dude, seventy years old. All time great coaches don't always just you know retire when they probably are at the tail end of it. Like they kind of extend it a little bit. It gets ugly. Think Don Shula in Miami, right? Mike Holmgren doing whatever it was he was doing in Cleveland. Like there's just coaches that are all time great. They, they kind of lose it. And his decision this year was to hire Matt freaking Patricia as an offensive yep. coordinator. Red flag. Big red flag. To total, me. total red flag. <laughs> a non-starter. And my my thing is to say, I felt this way about Sean Payton at the end with the Saints. Dude being that obsessed with Taysom Hill, as if Taysom Hill is Drew Brees and it's that simple, was, yeah. it was baffling to me. And so like I didn't buy the Saints the same way. And now he's going to Denver, and I'm supposed to see. I'm supposed to think that stuff is gone. I I don't know about that anymore, man. I, Sean Payton's a good coach, but the Taysom Hill, and now this whole like, what is he going forward stuff in that division? Yeah, I'm I, I'm not as big on this um, as as other people. It is the best they could have done, but I don't know what that means for them.
2: Right. Well, that's it. It's like the best is still not good enough to propel them in really any direction i don't think because these coaches it's true with belichick that was a total red flag and i think it's going to be a not a stain on things but it's going to be something that is remembered in the sense that okay belichick didn't win anything without or hasn't so far won anything without brady plus made this decision to put Matt Patricia in this position and Mac Jones certainly will not forget it but these coaches start to make decisions that are a little questionable and for a long time in Belichick's case it was in Belichick we trust whatever Belichick does that is the best for the football team and the best football decision he made some pretty bad football decisions this season and that's where you start to lose the trust there and you start to think where is this guy's head what is he really thinking maybe the case was Sean Payton
1: Yeah. No, I I think that's – yes, that's well put. That might be the case here with Sean Payton. We'll see. Also, Russell Wilson, (laughs) I don't think that's just like a simple like, hey, the scheme wasn't great. Russ was bad this year. Like this was all-time bad stuff from Russell Wilson to the point where, like legitimately, you have national pundits. I had a guy on from Denver, and he straight up said – he's like, you know, this they had to do this. This was – what it was going to take. If you're ever going to save it, Sean Payton's your guy. But he was like, Russell Wilson might play himself out of the hall of fame. The next two years, if he plays like that and he doesn't get slightly better, that dude was on his way to a first ballot hall of fame career. He might play himself out of the hall of fame stuff. It was so bad for them. Here are your up. Here's your updated super odds. Now bear this in mind. Philly might win the super bowl. Kansas city might win the super bowl. These odds might change, but up to date futures bets for next year. Chiefs are the favorite at plus five fifty, the Bills once again plus six fifty, the Niners even with quarterback uncertainty plus seven hundred, the Eagles at eight hundred, the Bengals at a thousand, Cowboys at fourteen uh, to one, Chargers at twenty two to one, Jets at twenty five to one, and the Broncos and Ravens round things out at twenty eight to one and thirty to one. Your initial reaction to it is what?
2: The Niners are a little surprising. Is that surprising? Knowing that they're they don't know their quarterback situation, and hearing this, what do the sports books know? What's putting them in that spot? What if Tom Brady returns? Though no. I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> that is that's what I hear. when I hear that is, do they think that there's possibly a chance Brady returns and goes to the 49ers, which I don't think there's a chance of, but hearing that and hearing their odds where they are at plus 700 without a definitive quarterback is kind of surprising to me. Is that That yeah. seems strange, right? That's a little, yeah. Odd. I mean, I'll
1: tell you right now, as a Niner fan, I, I'm not going that high seven to one. Like That's they should weird. be down in the third. They should be down in the 14 to one territory, the 10 to one territory. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a big part. The quarterback thing is a huge part, but what do and know? I think they're going to go with Trey Lance. I think they're going with okay. Trey Lance, Lucy. And I, I know we don't know anything about Trey Lance, but I think at this point, we've got to trust Kyle Shanahan. So there's like 10, 10, 10 to 1, 14 to 1 is more the sweet spot where I think you get value. 7 to 1, I'm not sure. Not until at least we get more quarterback information. And also, the Eagles come in the Super Bowl, and that 8 to 1 is going to look tasty right now. So maybe you buy in the Eagles on the assumption they'll win the Super Bowl.
2: Well, that's what I mean. Why aren't the Eagles' odds higher right now? Because they're in the Super Bowl. That's why. That's very weird. That's that sticks out. That is strange to me. Because the Eagles' odds should be, be better. Good I dying. feel like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Right now, yeah. get on the Eagles. Right now for next year.
1: And oh, I also an I'll idea. say this quickly, and then we'll we'll do some Super Bowl picks, Lucy. I I don't know where I'm at on the Bills yet. I liked the yeah. Bills this year. They were my preseason pick. Ah, six six plus six fifty. I don't know about that. Don't they need to get – don't they need to win something for me to really trust it? They need to get over that hump. Yeah. And it just feels yeah, like – Yeah, the
2: way, way their up. season ended, I don't I don't know about that anymore. No.
1: Uh, our Super Bowl picks will run down some of our favorite prop bets and uh, give you all our thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup as we get closer and closer to Kansas City and Philadelphia. We do it next. Back to
0: the Futures on the back QL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick ashu on the BetQL Network.
1: You know, I know we all have the, ma- we bet the magic to win the division. For the first time, I've watched the cash-out number for that bet go way below what I bet it way for. Way below, which is way below? All, like, half. It's at the point now where I, I don't feel very good about it like I did before. If it was a long shot. Yeah, we're we understood that. Yeah. But, you know, you always hold out that hope. And you see what you could win and you just feel good about it. And then once reality starts to set in, even though it's not full, there you go oh yep. yeah this That's is this is goes. probably they're they're about a year or two out sometimes you just need a little luck or maybe a stomach virus to run through the miami heat for a this couple weeks true. you know it's true to
2: run through the miami and atlanta hawks
1: yeah we are gonna need them to go away as well i don't but, know maybe uh, and the wizards too guys look at the wizards now they won five what straight they five straight
0: for them well they have to wear their throwback uniforms though they're not going to be a playoff team if they don't wear them every single night bet mgm tonight 7 to 11 eastern from the betql network
2: always live on the free odyssey app
0: Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: All right, I'm just going to start with the whole Burrowhead thing. I mean, that <laughs> team gave me- so much bulletin board material. And sometimes I think
0: bulletin board material is kind of silly, but this time I think it actually made the entire roster, including all the fans angry. And they used that,
1: especially Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. We saw that after the game, they were so mad, took it so personal. And I get that bro, you know, it was 3-0 straight up, but also they only won in Arrowhead that one time in the AFC Championship game last year. So kind of feel like that was disrespectful to everybody in Kansas city, quite frankly. Um,
2: and they didn't back it up.
0: BetQL daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented, presented by, by bet MGM nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL network.
2: <laughs> Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Get locked into you better you bet presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What don't people understand? You are severely outmanned. You, the talent discrepancy is is vast, and you want to punt the ball back to Philadelphia. Why? So it's fourteen nothing, and you punt it, and you don't even get a crack at trying to score points. You better you bet three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network.
2: Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: The teams are set. The Philadelphia Eagles... is here to make you a champion from my
2: movements we will find out if my markets are worth the damn to player
0: props soon
2: as these player props are posted you probably need to hammer that if you're on the over
0: we have you covered on america's home for wagertainment the betql network streaming on the odyssey app and twitch.tv slash betql Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM. All
1: right, guys, welcome back in. Back to the futures here on the BetQL network and the Odyssey app. If you're in the Phoenix area or making your way to the big game next weekend, come out and see the BetQL team. We'll be broadcasting live at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium starting Monday, February 6th. That is tomorrow uh, through Friday, February 10th. If you can't make it, you can listen on the Odyssey app or watch us on Twitch at BetQL. We're going to have loads of fun guests. You know, it's the big game. There's going to be tons of people there. We'll be stopping by. And, of course, you have all our favorite betting angles on the game. 25 betting kiosks, 265 square foot video wall, and 38 tvs betql takes on the old big game starting tomorrow throughout the week uh stay tuned on the twitch and the odyssey uh, app uh, lucy the uh, the big game speaking of the big game the big game is next week a week from right now you will be drunk eating food you regret on monday and i will be doing the 100%. same thing and we'll be enjoying this game uh, which actually, let me ask you this real quick before we get into the game. Very quickly, mm-hmm. does Lucy Burge know what she's eating for Super Bowl Sunday? What's the meal? Where do you watch it? Do you watch it with a big group? Are you more got to be by yourself? What's the Super Bowl Lucy Burge setup?
2: So over the past few years has been a mix. So there have been Super Bowls where I was working and watch the Super Bowl at work at, at sports stations and things like that. Last year was the first year. I think I've ever watched it with a group of friends. Usually Mm -hmm. my mom puts out a huge Super Bowl spread. So we do enjoy that. So we, I watch with usually my family um, and not just for the spread for the good company as well. But the last year was uh, with a bunch of friends and that was the uh, year of the greatest halftime show that ever existed was the uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem 50 cent and company halftime show. Um, That's how I remember it. But usually I have no matter where it's, chips and dip some kind of chips and salsa which is my favorite okay. um and then a lot of hot apps like uh, like loaded potato skins is one wings of course but a lot of like chips and dip type okay. of things and quesadilla little mini quesadillas mini hot dogs mini hot dogs are a big one those are some of my favorites so yes i believe that that's kind of the majority of the hot appetizers what do you do spray?
1: Okay. spray? Uh, I mix it up. I, I actually heard a good idea from one of our radio listeners last week. Um, when he does a party or a get together, he tries to cook food from the Super Bowl cities. So, like, he's going to do oh, some I barbecue. I like that. He's going to do some barbecue, and then he's going to kind of blend in Philly cheesesteaks into that. And, I mean, my God, could like you imagine it. a barbecue brisket Philly cheesesteak? That sounds amazing <laughs> to me. Uh, but I'll be doing, I'll be mixing it up. I'll be super simple. I got some jalapeno poppers. Obviously, you're right. You got to have a dip. You got to have some chips and doing pizza because, quite frankly, I'm lazy and I don't want to do a lot of cleanup with dishes. I'm just going to make it super grab, paper plate, throw it in the trash when you're done. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. There you go. It's a pretty simple setup for me. We'll have cocktails. We'll have soda. We'll have stuff like that, but uh, pretty simple, pretty cut and dry for me this year. Nothing crazy, nothing over the top, nothing that's going to take too much of my time.
2: Yeah. And some years. <clears throat> so in the past, the rule when I was watching Super Bowls with my family and the Patriots were in the majority of the Super Bowls that I remember, there is a rule. No eating during the game. That This was business to really? sit down. You watch the game, maybe halftime, wow. maybe at halftime. But that is the time when we organize our thoughts. And we, this was more my brother and my dad. My brother was like, no eating during the game. <clears throat> so this is where we sit and we reflect on what happened in the first half. But Mm -hmm. then after the game, maybe we eat. But so with the Patriots not in the Super Bowl, it's a little more relaxed. And it's a little more like, we can just do whatever. But, oh, my God, growing up with all the Patriots Super Bowls was intense where you'd sit there, do not talk, do not react, do nothing, nothing. The Super Bowl against the Giants, still can't mention it to my brother. Even this weekend, I said, oh, he was talking about one of the Super Bowls, and I said, oh, which one was that? And he just goes, Giants. It's not not something to talk about anymore. Those Super Bowls are so intense.
1: If, if I was in a situation if, where I'm meeting your brother and that same thing comes up and he's like the Giants, i go, which one?
2: Yeah, you don't don't want to do that. 20,
1: 2007, 2011. <laughs> I mean, which, uh, which Giants Super Bowl we talk about here? Uh, oh, there were two that of is silly. One of them. Well, I the,
2: know, yes, that's the, probably uh, got to be a source project. Yes, undefeated season for everyone who uh, doesn't remember that heartbreak of a Super Bowl. But yeah, so it's nice now to have just, uh, so thank yeah. you to Belichick and Matt Patricia for that. Some mm-hmm. like lax Super Bowl now.
1: Well, here we go, Lucy. We're we're a week away. Uh, BetQL has got everything ready to go. You're going to be busy all week as well with all this, the uh, the big game coverage. I know I got a lot going on this week as well. Obviously, we all get ready for the biggest sporting event on the calendar year. Chiefs-Eagles right now, it sits at Eagles minus a point and a half. They are the favorites. It's an over-under about 50 and a half, and the money line action would be Eagles minus 125 and the Chiefs plus plus. 105 I ask you this on a Sunday a week out have you made a decision on where you're at side total for this game
2: I have on a side the Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half for many reasons I think I think they're a good enough team to beat the Chiefs and win the Super Bowl I love always sunny in Philadelphia. So go birds in many of their episodes where they try out for the Eagles go birds. Uh, yes, that one. And then there's many where they, uh, talk about the Eagles, but the M and M factor. So this team watch Sirianni showed them the final scene in eight mile, which is very inspiring. A very, uh, very goosebumps inducing scene where you realize, you know what? I can do anything. I, you're inspired Mm -hmm. to do anything and to accomplish your dreams and your goals. and, and I can't bet against that. They have not lost, obviously not lost a game since. And I cannot bet against a team that watched that scene and is inspired by that scene. Knowing the power of 8 Mile and Eminem, I cannot bet against a team that is propelled by that scene and that final battle rap where he says that his name, is, real name is Clarence and he went to private yeah. school. I can't. It is just so <laughs> redeeming. And so come from behind and everyone's chanting choke. And Eminem does, or B-Rabbit, excuse me. It's B-Rabbit in the movie. Jimmy Smith uh, does not choke. And the Eagles are not going to choke here. They are going to win the Super Bowl. Eagles minus one and a half.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I like that pick. I think history would suggest you're probably right. Here's my only pushback. I think a lot of this is only the assumption that the Eagles are going to get to Patrick Mahomes, right? That great pass rush the Eagles have. Against you know not the greatest but an okay offensive line of Kansas City plus you got on a bum ankle it's going to be like oh Hassan Reddick and you know Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham like these guys are going to get to him maybe but I'll I'll be honest with you I haven't picked a side yet I want to go Eagles I I want to bet the Eagles the Eagles have the advantage but I keep thinking back to a Super Bowl in recent memory where I made a large wager and I was sure I was going to win it. And that was Carolina and Denver. Now people might not remember this very much. It's 2015. Cam Newton was the league MVP. Carolina was 15 and one. Carolina had, according to a lot of metrics, the best offensive line, if not top three. And defensively, they were like a top eight unit. This was a very good Carolina Panther team. And Denver had gotten back, but remember they played the the. Um, who was it? It was uh, uh, Brock, right? Brock, uh, what was his last name? He was uh, blanking on this. It was, it remember. was, it was Peyton Manning. Oh, Osweiler. Brock, Brock Osweiler. Osweiler. Thank you, thank you. And they kept going back and forth, and that team was just not amazing. But they somehow would win. Their defense was really good. They had a good pass rush. I thought it was Carolina Super Bowl. I was like, oh, yeah. Carolina's a better team. Peyton Manning is nothing. And Peyton Manning statistically had probably the worst Super Bowl performance of a winning quarterback ever. And they ended up winning. And I learned a lesson. Like sometimes you can't always assume that the best team is going to win that game. Sometimes things can surprise you. Peyton Manning was able to put it together, make some passes, they win the game. And I'm kind of feeling that way, except I got Patrick Mahomes in the middle of his prime. And I saw Brandon Mm -hmm. Ayuk made a comment this week and said, he thinks Mahomes is going to expose that secondary of Philadelphia. And I can see scenarios where Kelsey's having a big game. And Nicole Hardman's going to be out, but Juju comes up big. And they figure out their running game a little bit against Philadelphia, who isn't the greatest rush defense in the NFL. And so, like, that's why I'm hesitant to pick a side here. I'm betting the under in the game. I don't think we're going to get over 15 and okay. points. I think we're going to get some defense in this game. Jalen Hurts was shaky. Uh, Mahomes is maybe going to win, but I don't know if he's going to light them up. And so I'm I'm in on the under. I just don't know what what side or what, uh, what side I'm on right now.
2: I like the under and those are good points but I also think what if Patrick Mahomes' ankle is not at 100%? I know he was fine last time but what if it gets be aggravated What if what if something what if he can't overcome that? Like he did I mean it was very impressive what he did. But I think maybe if he doesn't overcome it, I, I like the under and I like the second half okay. to be the highest scoring half. Also, in terms of bets for this okay. game, I feel like the second half there's going to be more scoring explosion. Because I think the first half they it might be a little nerves. They've worked through that halftime, some speech or whatever. Sometimes I feel like the second half is going to be is going to have more scoring.
1: Yeah, and of course, probably. yeah. And the tough thing, tough thing that Zach puts in: Juju's questionable, Tony, uh, Kadarius, Tony's questionable, Hardman all questionable. I I heard Jeremy Fowler of ESPN Hardman's going to be out, but Tony and Juju he thinks are going to play. So there's two targets. Plus you got Kelsey. I mean I just it's the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes and it's not yeah. an easy team and quarterback uh to bet against do you have any prop bets that you like like uh we've got coin toss you know it's even it's minus 110 on both heads or tails do you like the national anthem to go up under over two and a half, two uh, two minutes and two seconds with chris stapleton i know we had a guest on our Brett QL network this uh, week who said when it's uh <laughs> when it's a black <laughs> singer it's over when it's a white <laughs> singer it's under and uh, that was a funny strategy that i heard this week uh Gatorade color I mean what do you like to bet for these do you do a lot of props or do you just go player props
2: Yes Oh I love these breaks So I have done a do coin you? toss okay. deep dive Yes I like heads I like heads here but only 25 teams in all 56 Super Bowls have won the coin toss and the game And the past 8 years the team that won the coin toss lost the game So if you're looking at these bets you can bet a team to win the coin toss lose the game win the coin toss win the game and all the, all the combinations lose the coin toss win the game all of those so you can do that but if you are doing that pick a team i would pick win the coin toss if you think they're going to then lose the game opposite because that are, those are the trends oh, that have happened the past few okay. years and i do like heads i do like heads so whoever gets heads and wins it will probably lose the game so be, but you never know so that's just the trend national anthem i have not done a deep dive into but we will see
1: okay uh, I'm going to bet the under of the anthem. I'm going to bet the over of Mahomes passing yards and the under of Jalen Hurts passing yards and Travis Kelsey to be league MVP. I always bet on the color. I'll Love decide it. that later. But those are Yes,
2: blue Gatorade, blue Gatorade, everybody. That's what I, I am on, blue Gatorade, hammer blue Gatorade. All
1: right. Well, everybody, enjoy the game, have fun, and we'll talk to you guys no uh, soon. Beck UL in uh, Arizona. This has been Back to the Futures on the Beck UL Network.
0: Back to the futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.